Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. It's morning here. Uh, we are a good hmm. podcast, usually about bad books, movies, and TV. This week, though, we're doing something a little different. This is episode number 274. We've now done as many episodes as the number of fleet vehicles owned by the city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Whoa. <laughs> So that includes all their civil cars, but also like a cherry picker for when a tree branch goes down or something? Ooh, I believe it's just civic cars. I don't believe it included tree branches or Zambos. Well, a fleet. It's a fleet, you know? I guess it was unclear. It's a small town, but I don't know if it's that small. That's 273 cars owned by the city. Well, but that includes like the Um, fire chief and... They're probably all for um, snow removal, honestly. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Snow removal. The fire chief's mistress. Also... (laughs) She's a car? No. <laughs> She's got to drive something. Oh, that's true. Uh, sure. What I liked was that the article said that this was roughly the number of fleet vehicles, <laughs> which uh, it's, I don't know if you could have that small of a city and still not know how many cars you owned. I don't know how you can have a... It's like, it's not grains of rice. It's like, just count the cars. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's probably how they got to the number is somebody looked at the city parking lot and counted, <laughs> I guess, how many cars they could see. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like, I don't know, like 274 about? I don't know. Yeah, it's the New England way, I suppose. <laughs> hey, I know what 300 vehicles looks like, and this is not it, okay? It's roughly 273. 274, maybe. Speaking of collections that give you a glimpse into a bunch of different lives, this week we're talking about the 2003 HBO miniseries. Chris television Rolled. event. Chris rolled his eyes at me. Uh, yeah, the television event, Angels in America, based on the Tony Kushner play of the same name. Which was probably not five hours long, right? That would have been... I, I don't know. I want to know so much more about the play. Yeah. Because yeah. I should probably have already read it, and I haven't. But well, I just I need so much more information about the play. <laughs> this is going to be like the dumb person talking. But it's sort of sad about plays that you can't be like, let's go watch it. You have to go read it, which is not the same. But yeah, like, yeah. Or you have to wait for a production to come to town. Yeah, yeah. You can't, it's, mm-hmm. There's just not like, there's always one of each play being performed around town and you can just go to it. I don't know. New York the, might have that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the opera of it is coming to Boston soon. Ooh, there's, an that, there's an opera of this as well. Yeah. I would be very optimistic about an opera about this. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's I'm kind of tempted. I feel yeah. like Kushner's mm-hmm. done enough other good things. He doesn't have to keep just redoing the same script in different genres. Like he's got other things going on. It doesn't really enter. I gotta say, oh well, no. But the the game changer for me is opera as opposed to musical. I yeah. feel like that makes yes. it like ooh, like I'm intrigued now. Yeah, yeah, yeah if it, it was a musical, no. Yeah, it I guess feel it like is a musical. It's called um, is it called Rent? Yeah, <laughs> Rent. Uh, is that right? Rent? Yes. Was that the right. one? They just changed. Yeah. They tweaked the name a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that Rent had flaming angel sex in it. Probably mm. does. Would have made Rent better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Guess I'm coming out as not liking Rent that much. Ooh, right, that's wow. I yeah. I have not seen Rent, but I I dislike it because it was like the thing right when I started doing high school drama that everyone had just seen and was obsessed with. Sure. Oh, so it was God. like just by sheer exposure of the bad versions resung. I was very like, angry at it. I'm I'm in the same boat, Alex. Really? Is that <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like Rent. Aww. <laughs> I've heard it, but I haven't see. seen it. And Seasons I feel like I just of haters. Overexposure <laughs> from a college roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, overexposure yeah. when you you didn't go to see it the good way. I, that's how you ruin a show. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to uh, Angels in America, the collectible card game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the the interactive VCR board game where there's a tape. <laughs> 
I, he's just going to keep <laughs> using just Emma idea. Thompson in wings sort of flailing about saying, go back four spaces. I, 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 I. Yes. <laughs> you know you're doing well at the game when you have an erection. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this was sponsored. You might be wondering why we're wa- we watched this uh, well-regarded 2003 HBO TV event, uh, yes. and that is because this was sponsored by Sean from Arizona, who says, uh, "Thanks, Sean." Yeah, he says, "I've been listening back through your archives. I've seen the sad dislike for magical realism and witty banter, so I thought you would like this because it combines both of those, but it's actually really good. And I owe Amanda for getting me to listen to you guys." And I've heard a lot of her having to deal with like mostly white people behaving badly. So I thought something she would deserve something she would enjoy. Aww. So this is sort of a present to you, Amanda. That's Aww. so sweet. Uh, if you want, I did enjoy it. If you want to force us to enjoy something, you can go to read-weep.com, <laughs> sign up for the mailing list, and when the sponsorships open in a week or two, you will be up. You'll be in contention for it. You'll have that ability. I would like if yes. a lot of the sponsorships were feeling like gifts, but that's just me. <laughs> Hmm. Give me more presents. I demand more presents. Although sometimes they give us the gift of a truly awful topic, and it's a lot of fun playing that too. Well, sponsorships are always. But there are plenty of those. I feel like this is a rare treat. Like I'm curious how you guys watched this, just because we we did it in two installments. Yeah, and I have to say it's broken into two installments, which have to do Mm -hmm. with it's, it's actually I think it's actually two plays. I think the first section and the second section are two separate plays that are sometimes staged Mm -hmm. together but Mm -hmm. can be staged separately. And so that's the way HBO originally aired it as two, two and a half hour things. But they also broke it down into like hour chunks and they showed it that way too. Yeah. But so I watched uh-huh. it basically, I watched the whole first chunk on Monday and I was like, I'm killing it on my assignment this week. I don't have to, <laughs> I can watch other things. And then on Thursday I was like, I forgot to finish the other half of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I watched it Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did Monday, Tuesday. Ooh, um, yeah, just, just and then, powered. but like Tuesday, like when it was time to sit down and watch it again, I got really excited. Like I was yes. like, "Yes, we're gonna come back to this." I'm so looking forward to it. So yeah, that was that was Chris, a good feeling. Chris is not the same. Ah. <laughs> so sometimes, Sean, you give somebody a gift, and that person just doesn't want to. Is just not open to receiving the gift. Sometimes Chris <laughs> would like a gift receipt. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I look the Sean horse in the mouth. <laughs> I, you know, for me, sometimes things are good as plays, but read as plays excessively as movies. And I just, I thought that uh, this was, like, yeah. that was a little hard to watch at times, but that's okay. I would like to let you know, though, that this, sadly, if you try to return this, it's only good for in-store credit at HBO miniseries. So, oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'll watch some like John Adams or something. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. you're gonna go John Adams, maybe some Mildred Pierce. Yeah, <laughs> mix it up. Selection, Get but... weird with it. Yeah, <laughs> getting weird. Don't even watch it in order. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. I'm in Portland. Here are some of my friends. First up, he's at C Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. That's Chris Smith. Hey there, Alex. I've got some feelings for you that I'm going to hide by eating a lot of hot dogs and chasing them with Pepto-Bismol. Oh, man. Someone drinking Pepto Pepto straight out of the can? That is nice. Oh, don't worry. I got it right here in my jacket pocket. That is a gross thing. And for a guy who's, like, pretty straight edge everywhere else. Yeah. Well, he believes in the power of Western medicine and pink drink. <laughs> uh, I knew a Yikes. kid who used to buy Pepto-Bismol, like pour it all out, clean it out, and fill it with strawberry milk just so he could watch it walk around school drinking strawberry milk and looking gross. So he could, like, pretend he had an ulcer? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it seemed, like, funny Aww. to him. I yeah. really forgot Was that about kid strawberry. you? 
It was not me. Someone with your name and same general description. It was not you. Just walked around with a business suit, a briefcase, some Pepto Bismol, and decided that you know, like you just your your, your affect was world weary thirteen year old. <laughs> Ugh, my stock options. Yeah. The market's in the shitter. All right, I'm skewered. You, you see what's happening to Japan? <laughs> Nobody buys American anymore. Coat. That's the problem. <laughs> and then at one point, I, I put on my adult-sized trench coat and tried to get a bank loan, and they reject me. <laughs> but I have a business idea. <laughs> it's just because the friend whose shoulders you were sitting on like fell down at one point. Poked his head out. Hey, what's were, going on? <laughs> you were so close. It was actually just me riding a dog and pretending we were one tall person. <laughs> Also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, sitting uh, sitting in our Brooklyn studio as well. It's Tanya Davis. Wait, did did you not have the dreams? <laughs> no, uh, there were no dreams. No dreams. Nope, haven't had dreams for months. <laughs> I oh, uh, so good. Uh, yeah, that was that was a Robin Hood Men in Tights. Everybody check the script moment. Yeah, it did seem. Like I enjoyed that. it. I enjoyed it. There uh, were no visions. Also joining us, uh, she's uh, part of the gift package here. She's from Skeptic.org. Please welcome back, Amanda Leinbach. Hi, I'm the uh, sassy black nurse that for once is not the most dramatic character in a show. I like yeah. him so much. I want him to be my nurse always. <laughs> he was the oh best. Oh my God, yes. Belize. Yeah. Yeah, he was, if he was, I have to die in someone's arms, I'd like it to be his. And and yeah. he was like good at nursing, <laughs> and he put mm-hmm. up with your garbage a lot, uh, but mm-hmm. still had like personality and flair. He was fun. Yeah, yeah. and, and maybe he stole some vision. pills from you. It's fine. Well, after you were dead, and you stole them from other people who needed them more. So it's sort of like it was a moral stealing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. nobody like watched he, that. And was yeah. like, hey, those are not yours. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good chaotic point. good, right? Yeah, I guess that is chaotic good, isn't that? Yeah. Or at least neutral mm-hmm. good, right? It's No, I mm-hmm. feel like he just like recognized everyone's humanity no matter what. He did. Like, yeah. 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 Which is impossibly good. And, impossible. <laughs> and he seemed fun at yeah. parties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I really, I wanted to go dancing with him. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. And like everywhere he goes, he just has a pocket full of glitter because he needs to make an entrance. <laughs> That's an entrance that's shitty to clean up after, though. I can't get behind that. That's no, not his job. No glitter. Oh. He's a job creator, Alex. <laughs> I do a show in a music venue, and there are signs all over the back that's like, if we catch you with glitter, you will be kicked out. No question. <laughs> nice. People hate glitter in the music Although, venue. okay, so where do we fall on like those like big squares of like crepe paper confetti? Because I feel like that's easier to clean up, as long as it doesn't get wet. <laughs> Right? Oh, that would That's be like, true. If you just lightly but spritzed it down. But you're not going to like find that months later the way the glitter is just always going to be with you. Yeah, I think it's easier mm-hmm. to sweep that mm-hmm. up. I think that's probably a little bit better. Like I'd say most people who like live a full life like on their corpse have like some glitter on their person. <laughs> 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 you, just, you can't take life too seriously because you can't get out without having a little <laughs> you, glitter on you. You can't live as an American and not die with some glitter on you. Yeah, it's like everybody's that's, made a start. That's my new life goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not it's not in a good place. But you like you like lift up your arm a little bit and just a tiny bit of glitter falls down. Yeah. I don't know. That was yeah. from like New Year's nineteen seventy. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> I'm an old man in the story again. All right, Chris, I want you to summarize oh boy. Angels in America. And I wrote in my notes, I think I wanted I was I wanted you to to be in the style of the uh the 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 doll that comes to life in the Mormon missionary uh habitat. Um 
But for some reason, I just wrote Chris in the style of a talking Mormon. So oh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna Most go with Mormons my notes talk. on this. Yeah, you can be any talking Mormon. I really thought you said Marmon. Yeah, like a Marmon. <laughs> it's like, like, like a, a Mormon Marmot, or it's a Mormon. It's a Merman. It's our most thorough summary to date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, summarize this for us. Act like you're a little bit Mormon, so just no coffee while this is happening. No coffee, and please, for my sake, do not take the Lord's name in vain. I, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, you're the one talking, so no problem. Yes. Okay. But if anything happens, I would like you to. See, I'd like to hear a lot of gosh and willikers as opposed to the other thing. Isn't like aren't those like gosh and willikers? Aren't those like weren't those swear words like in what, old west? Like, uh, sure. Tarnation. Yeah, there were also ways to you know say <laughs> the bad thing without saying the bad thing, like saying heck instead of hell. Oh right. Like yeah. people oh, were like, fudge. yeah, that would be heck of fun. Yeah. Would oh. be heck of fun. <laughs> is that painful to hear? Hecka is yes, it. it is. I know people that still use the word hecka, and it never upset. It never not upsets. Me. Yeah, that was something that we did. <laughs> I definitely was with people who did that in high school because we couldn't mm-hmm. say hella. Without, mm-hmm. I guess middle school. But yeah, it was. was huh. uh, that was a time. All right, Chris. I want to hear right. this hecka cool summary. All right. Well, gosh, gosh. Uh, so excited to be here. Um, so excited to talk to you about Angels in America, which is a five-part, six-hour HBO miniseries uh, that debuted in 2003. It's based on a play that debuted in 1990, but it's set in 1985. So it is the mid-80s now. Um, and this is the start of the AIDS epidemic in America. So it's a very tumultuous time. Reagan's uh, the president. The Cold War is a very scary thing. And all of a sudden, super cold. hundreds of thousands of mostly gay men uh, come down with this uh, awful disease. So uh, the, the way that it's told is that it's sort of a, a series of stories that are vaguely interconnected. Um, so we've got, for instance, uh, Pryor Walter, uh, who's played by Justin Kirk, and he's a gay man, and his, his lover, Lewis, um, and Pryor actually comes down with AIDS. Lewis doesn't have it, um, but Lewis leaves him because he can't deal with Pryor having AIDS and watching him die and, and all that. Um, they have a mutual friend, uh, whose name is Belize, who's and a he's, night so, nurse. And he, so Lewis is a total motherfucker, but also still yes. very likable. Is he? No. No? He goes on and on and on. He thinks he's very smart because he doesn't stop talking. Uh, mm-hmm. But he mostly just says uh, nigh-incomprehensible bullshit and you know, yeah. full-of-himself political stuff. Yeah. Just because you're gay doesn't mean you can't mansplain. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay. All right. A consummate mansplainer. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. All right. But and, now we have to pause and talk about how mansplain is the worst word that started last year. Oh, it's no. an awful portmanteau, it, but it explains a very real phenomenon. It's not even close phenomenon. to a portmanteau. Mm-hmm. You just put one word and then smushed half of another word that doesn't sound similar on top of it. But we need a term for what it is. Because it happens so plus much. It's sort, of, it's sort of making fun of how everything you know that's for men has to have a special name. Like You can't just say a guy that was wearing eyeliner. It's guyliner. No, but do you yeah, see how brilliant yeah. guyliner is as a combination of the shared sound into two different words into one word? That's how a portmanteau works. Mansplain. It doesn't like the, always work that way. That's how it works. That's the point of a portmanteau. I love that your, your argument is that it doesn't sound good enough. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds so right. dumb. Yeah, because mexplaining doesn't work. 
I'm yeah. sorry. We can't do that. <laughs> if you're just like, you happen to be a Mexican citizen who's explaining something. You see, that, would, that, see, that would be a, a racist but very effective portmanteau. The fact that oh. mansplaining caught on after being the like most uncomfortable combination of sounds is as a, the, that caught on that as just, a concept. Okay. Is it just so shows how powerfully annoying that phenomenon yeah. is. Yeah, they have. And to, we Lewis. need a term for it, yeah, and even Lewis if it's not a good term. Powerfully annoying as yeah. Belize, they're mm-hmm. from the I night nurse. He's kind of powerfully sweet. explains. Well, that's oh. one Alex's opinion. I, I, mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with him because of his... <laughs> I never want to have lunch. Yeah, no. Yeah, I wouldn't have lunch with him, but he seems kind of sweet, and he really does take good care of the Mormon guy later on. Yeah, so uh, he here's what happens does is he yeah. works... Uh, Lewis works at a law office, and he meets Joe, who's a, who's a chief clerk at the office. He's a powerful attorney. Um, he's basically second in command at the office or what have you. And Joe is a closeted Mormon gay man. And he's married to Mary Louise Parker. They live in Brooklyn. And things are not going well in the marriage, mostly because Joe is gay and won't connect with his wife. Yeah, I mean, you're married to Mary wife. Louise Parker and you can't have any fun? Come on. Well, also, MLP has a teeny tiny Valium habit. She does have yeah, a drug problem, by that, but it's she, she has basically a bucket of Valium that she sp- <laughs> spills out of and pops however many she feels like while hallucinating about journeying to Antarctica. Yeah. The bobbing um, for Valium is a little uncomfortable, but yeah, I, so, <laughs> she's still so fun. I really like her. No, she's, she's great. Um, but so Lewis gets together with Joe because Lewis just left Pryor uh, to die. And uh, and he meets Joe, and Joe's in need of some tender love and care. So they get together. And they meet because they're working together. That's right. In the same office. Yes, they're in the same office. And one of them's um, crying in the bathroom. Yeah, one of them's crying in the bathroom. <laughs> we'll leave you guys to guess which one. <laughs> it was Lewis. It was Lewis. Yeah. Uh, Apparently Chris so, will not leave you to guess. No, no. I want this to be very crystal clear. Uh, Joe also has a mom in addition to a wife. Uh, his mom is Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep, uh, so his mom lives in Utah, but then comes to New York uh, because uh, she finds out her son is gay and needs to reckon with it in person. Um, yeah, and that's that's very hard. So meanwhile, uh, Pryor is receiving visions and and uh, from angels, and they say that he's a prophet. And the angel is Emma Thompson, who also plays his day nurse, not his night nurse. No. Um, yeah, but there's a yeah. We should mention there's a lot of doubling. There is a lot of doubling, like in a play where uh, actors play multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the main ones. Wait, and, and who's doubling? Meryl Streep also plays mm-hmm. a rabbi yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson also plays what? the dark-haired biker nurse. Did you not watch the yeah. credits at the end of the first half I, where they like did all the like? I'm this doing this and, this, and I'm Meryl Streep, no, and then I, I'm also doing I, this, I, I and I'm also that Meryl Streep. The whole thing was five hours. I didn't notice that. You didn't that notice that? You just noticed by family. their faces? Faces and voices? <laughs> also their faces? That maybe you didn't think there was something weird about that rabbi I that did. was giving the eulogy at the beginning? <laughs> Definitely thought the rabbi was super weird. Did not catch that it was Meryl Streep weird. Definitely Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, that's Meryl delightful. Streep. Yeah. And the old woman that the Mormon mom runs into is played by Emma Thompson. Yep. The mm-hmm. homeless person homeless who lady. the soup. Oh, mm-hmm. no kidding. <laughs> I like that wow. we were able to blow this up for you. This is the exciting. magic of the theater. And then the biker in the park is actually played by Justin Kirk. So it's like Pryor. Lewis and Pryor are reuniting in a creepy "I'm cheating on you" in the park. Yes. Kind of oh, yeah. Weird. And a lot of the people, a lot of the head clerk angels up in San Fran Heaven Cisco uh, were some of the other actors. Well, I did notice Meryl that. <laughs> Wait, do you know that Belize is also the guy in Antarctica? The travel agent. No. Yes. yes. Ah, this is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're just getting to see me enjoy it, but I didn't. I had no idea. Really? These are all, all three of these characters. I was like, man, this is a weird character. Like the actor is really hidden in this pile of clothes, but it, I never noticed that they were the other actors. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So there's some of that. Uh, anyway, so prior as his health is deteriorating, he starts to receive visions and prophecies from angels. The angel uh, appears to him. Whenever the angel is about to appear, he has a big old boner, which is weird because she's a girl angel and he's gay. But right. it doesn't matter. They have angel person sex anyway. Kind of. Do they actually have sex? I thought it's no, well, like... it's yeah, but it's spiritual. Wow. Right. Is that it sounds like I not don't... sex. Anyway. But, it's, but it's a mutual Fiery. orgasm yeah. of fire. Yeah, there's a mutual <laughs> yes. orgasm of fire, and he described her eight vaginas. So. Yeah, why did he oh, know she God, had eight that's vaginas? that's right. Yeah. We'll get into that oh, much yeah. later. Oh, no, because she's but, naked. That yeah, actually makes but sense. But anyway, uh, the, the last character we haven't talked about is Al Pacino. Where do you put the other six? <laughs> put them? I guess it's, yeah, that is a question. Between if it's like an accordion, toes, Alex, you guys, is it an accordion or is it like a string of... Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so Al Pacino is Joe's boss. So Joe, the Mormon guy who's closeted, his boss is Al Pacino, whose name is Ray Cohn. He's a very powerful attorney in the city of New York. He is also closeted and gay. But he's uh, a powerful he douche also, attorney. He's like on the wrong side yeah. of everything. He's like cartoon Ooh. bad guy attorney, yeah. basically. Yeah. And also like takes pride in the fact that he put the Rosenbergs to death. Like yes. he was part of the group that like made that happen. Yes. And uh, so. and that's one of his things. He was on the McCarthy panel, yeah. um, but he he has AIDS, and he doesn't want anybody to find out. He calls it liver cancer because he doesn't want anybody to know that he's gay. Um, but as his health is deteriorating, he goes to the hospital and has to stay there, where he's attended to by Belize. And you know, uh, he gets a lot of easy tea because of his connections. And once he dies, AZT. they're able to give the easy tea to Pryor and AZT. other people. AZT. Is it AZT? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As um, easy tea sounds like a rapper. <laughs> easy tea. I'm easy tea. It's like if Easy E and Ice Tea had a baby. Everybody should eat pie today. <laughs> Weird okay. decision for that to be the uh, rapper's song, but okay. So uh, there's a lot of I don't know dialogue about what it means to be in America and to be a gay man and to have AIDS and uh, you know Joe eventually comes out to his wife and his mom. Uh, Lewis uh, eventually breaks up with Joe, but doesn't get back together with Pryor because Pryor won't forgive him for leaving him when he was dying. Yeah, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino straight but up they, dies. But they do become oh. friends again. Yeah. Yeah, they become friends again. I think he forgives him, but I think he he's like, you can't come back. Like, we can't just make things the way that they were yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean we can't be friends. Right. Exactly. Um, oh, and Al Pacino, in the process of his dying, is haunted by Ethel Rosenberg, who... Alex, tell me you knew that was Meryl Streep. I did not know that was Ethel Rosenberg. I thought yeah, that was Meryl really? Streep's mother character. Seriously? What? 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 She looks the same. <laughs> what? It's Meryl Streep no. again. She was wearing very old-timey clothing. And but she, she kept, I thought she was and wearing calling her Ethel. A Yiddish accent? I she thought she was wearing Yiddish... clothes from the Mormon missionaries' old-timey displays. But why would and she? And her hair was totally different. Why would different. she know the cottage? And why would she know? <laughs> why would she know Al Pacino? <laughs> <laughs> I thought why would she be excited well, for him to die? Okay, why wait. was she constantly disappearing when Al Pacino was in the room with anyone else? Well, I, be, just, okay. I just love that Alex enjoyed this so much while having no idea what's going on. <laughs> it was a delightful mystery. I don't know what it is, but I like it. It's just a chaotic wonderfulness. Oh my gosh. I, okay, so I don't know the story of the Rosenberg super well. 
and I thought it was just Meryl Streep's mom character wearing clothes from the other place, and I thought she knew mm. Al Pacino's character because her son was very like was the, an acolyte of Al Pacino. But she also was wearing like a giant hat and had different colored hair and was gray and had different with, like, voice a dark entirely. red lip. Do you want to know what I? Do you know what I was talking about being dead. Do you know what I thought? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that I missed. What? But do you know what I thought? I thought. That was younger her, and that she had had a relationship with Al Pacino. Al Pacino got her pregnant, and was actually the father of the Mormon kid who has turned out to be gay. And that's why they had such a strong connection, but he never admitted it. And so he, but she hates him because he had left her to go to New York to be super powerful. So it's weird that she's in the hospital and then also other places. Well, she's I... haunting him. <laughs> and then she's talking about walking through a wall. It's weird that the other double characters were played like with very, very different looks and sounds, and she was pretty similar. She was not similar at all. She was so similar. <laughs> Sean, you're the only one that I know for sure has seen this, so I just have to say my mouth has been open for like a minute and a half. Wide <laughs> <laughs> <What> open. <laughs> Alex, you have created a great backstory narrative that definitely puts the pieces together for you. Thank you. Yes. You're I appreciate wrong. that comment. But is, that's the, yes. the, the ghost of Ethel Rosenberg is another like magic realism touch that yes. should be acknowledged yes. well actually i have a i have a sort of a concern about the magical real or a, a a question about the magical realism which is that one of the things sean mentioned was that this is an example of magical realism but good but the only people who see the magical elements are people who are dying and crazy so like dying or crazy, crazy. well what, crazy well so like the, well mlp like, mlp but that's because she's on drugs but so she's on but drugs. she walks through her freezer and winds up in antarctica yeah, except then, um, that she's in our anarchy in her head, but it turns out she's just in a park hallucinating. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but how did the freezer direct. get her to the park? I think we cut away when she just got out of the freezer and walked yeah, to the park. Yeah, and I think she just left the apartment. No, yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> but like, so, and then Al Pacino hallucinates this person because he, and they do say that part of one of the later stages when you have AIDS is that you start to have, uh, you, like, your mind deteriorates when you start to have hallucinations. So I thought that was a hallucination. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the dude actually went to heaven and met an angel. I think he just had a wet dream about a lady. Um, but, 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 but Mormon Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep Mormon saw mom. the angel, too. Yeah. 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 Mormon dying. Meryl Streep totally saw the angel and then lied about it later. But she definitely was. And what about the cottage? She, okay. So you said she lied about it later. I thought it just meant she didn't actually see it, but she uh, he dreamed that she was there. Oh, no, no, no. She had the guilty like an angel made me orgasm yesterday face. Yeah. You didn't see yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't recognize that's that face. That's a specific face, a very specific face. It's a very specific, a, it's a yeah. very yeah, specific where Emma Thompson picks her up and they sort of have a, a wee orgasm together. <laughs> yeah, that, but that just seemed like that could have I mean, been a mind-blowing dream. orgasm. Yeah. That was the only part, like those two crossovers, the only part in five hours where it seemed like two people saw the same magic. Everything else was just like mm. a person who was hallucinating and, was on dr- and or on drugs saw something magic. So it seemed like it could have been just realism with dream sequences. Mm. But, but I then... Pryor okay. and MLP were in that dream together at the beginning. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. That when they, they knew things they about meet. each other. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they know things mm-hmm. about each other in a weird way. And then they never mm-hmm. meet again, which is weird. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. I like that mm-hmm. strange mm-hmm. restraint. So mm-hmm. there is some, some magical realism. Alex, you're right in that it doesn't often, it's not as obvious. It could just be hallucinations in some cases, but there are other times when it, 
seems like it actually happened. There, it's but not, I will say, it's not like oh. sorry. It's just it's just not not overtly this magic is affecting yes. the real world. It's there's a lot of time like especially with with uh, druggy winding up in the park was like there's another explanation for this. So there could be other explanations for a lot of them. She chewed through a tree with her teeth. That's yeah, they, weird. They that really weird. barely touched on they that. They skipped that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't seem like a normal Xanax side effect, but yeah. Were you saying, Tanya? I'm sorry. Oh no, the, I just I was gonna say I think that Chris had the the Kaddish example is a great one of magical realism. Where oh yeah, Lewis has to give Al Pacino the Kaddish, which is the uh, the Jewish funeral prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, as near as I understand it, I, I apologize. I'm not Jewish, um, but uh, <laughs> he doesn't know it. But it still has to happen so that way Belize can feel good about taking the drugs uh, from Al Pacino's fridge. And so, so yeah, uh, Lewis, the secular Jew, Rosen- starts like faking his way through. He's, yeah, he fakes his way through the first the couple Kaddish. lines. He falters, and then Ethel Rosenberg appears and starts f- giving him the words. Mm-hmm. And that's that's you know a time when and then at a certain point it sort of they sort of are saying it at the same time as though suddenly he just knows it as well yeah um mm-hmm. and so Belize still can't see Ethel Rosenberg but Correct. like this just like is able to happen because yeah. it needs and yeah. he doesn't know how he knows at the end uh, Belize is like yeah that's pretty good he's like pretty good that was a miracle yeah <laughs> I uh, probably don't know we don't have time to explain it but I had a different explanation for how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. So, right. so the Mormon mom, mom shows up. Mormon mom shows up, magically knows the cottage, has changed her clothes. I thought she was, clothes. shows up in the room without a door. I thought. <laughs> well, no, I thought she was a hallucination. Anyway, let's wrap this up, Chris. Let's bring this in for a little. <laughs> and that's Angels in America. It sure did suck when nobody knew how to deal with AIDS and. Uh, and AIDS still is is a tragic. And, I was gonna say I don't disease. I don't know that the thing uh, we can say now is like and now that we've got it completely under control. Yeah, it is a no. much better situation though. Our, our, like the huge medical Correct. advances since then. Yes, and and what a scary time that was in America. Yeah. when that was coming out. Yeah, and so I think. And then what? and then at the uh, end, so I don't know. Do I say- was a I was a newborn baby in 1985, so. I don't remember being scared. Just that little tiny Chris, just a a, a wee three ounces. Uh, yeah, coming out, <laughs> hanging out, deciding to stay alive. Yeah, wow, <laughs> no bigger than a thimble of water, <laughs> <laughs> or a thimble Just of a th- jello. It doesn't matter what's in the thimble; it's the thimble that's the size. <laughs> no bigger than a thimble of tolerance. And Chris Smith, a thimble <laughs> with a face, joined the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's jump into our our uh, our compliments now. Let's do a compliment at the beginning, the end. Major compliment, uh, just maybe your favorite thing out of all of it. Uh, we'll start. Amanda, you have the right to go first or last in the first half of the compliment sandwich. Which do you prefer? Um, I'll go first. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I really did enjoy most of this, even though I'm not given to liking theater that much, and this was very theatrical. But my favorite part, oh, you're I think, has to be. Yeah, I'm iffy on theater. Sorry. Oh. Um,. <laughs> But the drag queen funeral was amazing, and everything that I want in a funeral. <laughs> yeah, so the if, coffin if you go out, that was you like go out. bedazzled. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and the and the the gospel choir, and then there's clearly mm-hmm. conservative Baptist family, and then yes. drag queens, and it's about half and half, and nobody looks mm-hmm. all that comfortable with each other, but everybody's singing all the same, and it's... And I like how at first you can't quite tell that that's what's going on, because, yeah. you know, drag queen Sunday best and, like, southern gospel Sunday best is pretty close. that different, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. 
That was fun. I I like I like a fun funeral, I guess. I don't know. What I don't like is like I don't like people getting to tell you how they want their funeral to be. I feel what? like that's I don't like when people are I don't like when people are pushy from beyond the grave. I think you're like you're dead. You're in your place now. Yeah, like all now of us are going to decide how we're going to remember you. You don't get to decide how you're remembered. What? Be somebody's paying actions. for the funeral service and making decisions. Might as well be you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not like well. well I, I, I sort of remember Gary. That's why we decided to pee on his grave after we lit him on fire. It's like, <laughs> see, here's what I. That sounds I, okay. I think we've discussed this before. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like a Viking funeral. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the peeing, but you know, whatever floats your boat. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> classic I, Gary. Classic Gary. I, <laughs> I have. I mean, I've, I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I, my opinion is you should get to make very strict rules about your funeral, and then everyone else has the right to ignore them. And those are our mutual rights because you're not here; you don't know, so we get to do whatever we want. But you get to tell us all. Of, like we have to like nod and be like, "Yeah, Gary, peeing, lighting you on fire, Viking funeral. We promise." <laughs> and then as soon as you're dead, we're gonna do whatever kind of party feels appropriate for us because we're the ones who are here. Yeah, I think that when you're like in a sea of like desperately missing someone, you might like take the one thing that they thought about, like what should happen after they die and like follow it to the letter just to try and feel closer to them but sure, or you sure, can just do whatever you wanted to make yourself feel good <laughs> yeah but, gary you know, died I, think uh, what you I could ha- i could go to his funeral or i could buy myself a cupcake <laughs> <laughs> i think what you just said funeral actually... alternatives include buy a single cupcake <laughs> just for me I, gary would want me happy so and full of a cupcake <laughs> yeah I actually think what you said, Tanya, is pretty close to what I believe, which is that you could use that to get closer to him, or you could use something else that made you feel closer to him besides like taking his advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if no. Gary has shitty advice? Or like, what if somebody is like, I want you to play these seven like, terrible Third Eye Blind songs at my funeral? Like, that wouldn't make me feel closer to you. Who's going to... Okay. That I, happens. I can't... I... Really? Yes. <laughs> All Somebody's seven. like, I they just... have seven songs. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. They, oh, they definitely sure. have an album that will never actually leave my memory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. let's I do. Will, okay, let's do our next compliment. Tanya, why don't you do instead of uh, instead of being angry about my funeral decisions? Why don't you give me a compliment? <laughs> okay, I think my major compliment is I. So I was familiar with Justin Kirk, who plays uh, Prior a little mm. bit before watching mm-hmm. this um mostly as like the brother on weeds oh, yeah. and um yep but he really blew me away yeah. like i just didn't yeah. realize that this had happened as like a thing he'd done as an actor and spent a lot of time like looking into like what things he's nominated for versus what he actually won and he was one of Ooh. the people that was nominated a lot along with meryl streep and emma thompson and mary louise parker and um, jeffrey wright and jeffrey wright didn't win very much. Right. Um, I think they just had to balance it out since it. I know it swept. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember it sweeping back when it first came out and being like, "I didn't see this." Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the GGs, the Golden yeah. Globes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, but yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. He's completely but incredible. You left very Al Pacino off that list. Did he not get anything? Oh, oh Al Pacino we... got a lot too. Okay, That's yeah. the guy that I was. Th- I was like, oh, there was a male actor oh, who got a lot, and yeah. I didn't like Pacino as much as as um, Pryor's character. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just, I found, I found him really hard to, and it, it really was a character issue. I think Pacino mm-hmm. played the part as well as it could be played. I just found mm-hmm. the part really hard to put up with. Interesting. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was the biggest douche. 
Um, yeah. Pryor actually had something like where you could like him even a little bit, and Al Pacino refused to have that even in death. But I <laughs> that yeah, transitions into my major true. compliment, which was going to be the acting. Holy shit, the acting! And uh, one of the mentions I wanted would have done was Al Pacino, who was particularly amazing. I thought. Did you have trouble the same trouble I did, Alex? Where it's hard to watch him as that character without seeing him as a blend of his character, uh, Ricky Roma from Glengarry Glen Ross, I, and Devil's Advocate. Yeah, lawyer, I was thinking character. Devil's Advocate the whole time because he's basically <laughs> playing that same character if he got sick. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, what you don't see a lot is, like, that high-status sick person. That's a tough thing. And I thought mm. he did an amazing job with that, where he was like, as I am, as he's weak, he's still hateful and thinks he's better than you. I th- and I oh, thought it was yeah. a really impressive uh, <clears throat> a tour de force for him. But, yeah, it's the same character as his other characters. He's still Al Pacino. It's just Al Pacino's sick. Yeah. But Meryl did a great job. Emma Thompson, in all the roles that you didn't know she was playing. Yeah, she was so role. amazingly <laughs> secretive. And, like... Yeah, I, I was really impressed with Meryl Streep as uh, as the tour guide or uh, the the travel agent and uh, um, whoever else what? was doing whatever else. I don't remember what? who you said earlier. Meryl Streep didn't play a travel agent. <laughs> yeah, the the Jeffrey black guy Wright. who was like come into the fridge. fridge. That oh, wasn't Jeffrey Meryl Wright. <laughs> I'm just I don't need, I don't even know anymore. Like you just. I'm starting to wonder how you watched this. Like was it like through a blanket? Like. <laughs> Meryl Streep did a really excellent job of playing her character and her other character that apparently was a different character. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we've now just convinced him that Meryl Streep played all the characters. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a one-woman show. Yep. Actually, I I actually think Meryl Streep loses points for acting since I didn't know she was a Rosenberg. I thought that was a poor (laughs) portrayal of a Rosenberg since she just seemed like a Mormon uh, mother to me. No, she (laughs) did not. She She did. She really didn't. No. I'm wondering how much of this you were conscious for. Chris, that leaves you. What is your minor compliment? So my major, minor compliment major. is, or my major compliment is a small, but I think important piece of uh, this movie, and that is Al Pacino's rich and powerful character, high-status sick, sick person, goes to a high-status doctor, played by James Cromwell. Oh, yeah. I love James Ooh. Cromwell and stuff. He's awesome. But a brief his office, appearance, unless you're going to tell me he was 10 other people, too. No, he only <laughs> appears in, in that. Um, but... He, it's the kind of doctor's office where it looks like you're going to an entire house uh, because yeah. it's the Upper East Side and he's a very fancy doctor. Right. And that is one of my dreams of what it's like to be rich and powerful. Really? Is to just go go to like something that looks like the smoking lounge, but it's actually a doctor's office. And your doctor has known you since 1957. Right. And he, he yeah. believes you, but is not taking your shit. And he's going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you the hard that's, truth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm learning so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chris seems uh, like the kind of like. Don't take this the wrong way, Chris, but you seem like you hate disease and that you might leave somebody for getting sick. Huh. I will take that exactly <laughs> as badly as you meant it. <laughs> you big I'm jerk! Kidding. I'm kidding. All right, I'm let's very uh, team oriented. So let's jump in. <laughs> you are. That's true. That is true. Uh, let's jump into uh, our next segment real quick because uh, we have stretched already. That's why I said minor compliment is it felt like we've been talking long enough for the show to be over. <laughs> uh, it's been like what? We're at 40 minutes in? We're like 40 minutes well, in. Well, I mean, it seems safe to say that like nobody's hating much. No, so let's do this go really around. quick though. Sort of, uh, let's, let's do, uh, I want to do a pizza segment. So in, like, we always have a compliment sandwich when we have the hate in the middle. But what if the middle was just pizza because it was delightful? Um, so that's what this is. It's like a sandwich with pizza in the middle. 
Um, okay, Yay. so the crust is on the outside. Yeah, the crust is what? the sandwich, and then the but also the, the undercurrent pizza. that supports all of the compliments. Yeah, so, and then the or middle it's like is a pizza. Compliment calzone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, just uh, <laughs> some other things that I I wanted to bring up. Uh, one was that the uh, this is not quite a hate, but just a question is. Uh, why was the sound effects for the sex in the park so gross? Why were they so gross when he was having sex? Oh, it's sex like in the somebody park? sticking their fist into a melon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why it I mean, was so gross. I bet that's what the the foley that's exactly was. Exactly, literally what the foley guy was doing was yeah was the anal like, sex, the supposedly very dry anal sex in the park. It was like a boot pulling was, out of mud. It was real gross. <laughs> why are we assuming it was dry? Because they mentioned it was dry. They did? Yeah. When did they yes, do that? They did. Wait, when did they say it's like a five hour so movie, Tanya? I understand if you didn't catch every single moment. <laughs> okay, I missed that it. it was Wait, are you saying that I I'm not understanding? Come on. No, I'm being understanding of her because she was not being understanding of me earlier for missing things. Oh. Missing things like uh, just who Meryl Streep was. But she who does know who the biker in the park was. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I did know the guy who was having. I knew both of the parts of the guys who were having dry sex. It's, <laughs> it is the wettest dry sex. The wettest before. dry sex we've ever heard. I am. I am. I'm concerned for how our listeners perceive me now because I know they like. I they think of me as very hateful, but now I'm like hateful and stupid, and that's a very different position. I think now, there's, there's we've always known between... that you have face phasia. <laughs> I Alex. Do have mild face phasia. <laughs> That's true. And actually, you know, honestly, Alex, if, if I hadn't sat through the credits, I would have missed a lot of the doubling. There oh, was really? I, there was some doubling I, I would have missed. Oh, oh. shit. Just because. No, no, no. Because I Come like into roots, I, chickens. I got a great place <laughs> for you. It was, it was only the the only one I would have missed is the, the homeless woman. I wasn't sure who was playing her. I oh. thought maybe it was Ooh. Mary Louise Parker for a second there. Like because yeah. she's under so much Emma makeup. Thompson yeah, I just wasn't sure on her face. who and, uh, that was. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, totally. Uh, just to continue on the theme of vague, not so compliments yeah. uh, about the sex in this movie, Ooh. <laughs> did Justin Kirk and Emma Thompson's Angel really have to have angel human sex? And then there was a angelic fire that burned his dick with pleasure. Yeah, I think that did I, have to happen, but she didn't have to have eight vaginas. That why, seems unnecessary. Why yeah. did they? Why did they have to legit? Because it's kind Fuck. of a sexy movie, right? It's got some fun undercurrents. It is yeah. really. It's oh, got just some like they were like, you know what? We haven't had any naked Egypt. women yet. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no yeah. naked women, and there's no like, there's a lot of like these couples, but we don't get to see them have sex because there's like a lot of sexless couples. So you need to have sex somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like if you were to squeeze a hot dog, like the the rat feces oh. inside is going to come out somewhere. Oh, I don't. Mm. And, whoa! And, whoa! <laughs> Hot dogs. This is not an apt analogy. Uh, this doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so if you, I take was a, <laughs> you take a full thimble of water and you put a little tiny baby Chris in it. It's going to spill over somewhere, right? What? Okay, but why? What? Have you been just shoveling Valium before the show? Yum, <laughs> 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 yum, candy, yum. The dosage is whatever I can get in my mouth. <laughs> I eat until full. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm losing confidence in this pizza segment. <laughs> this is a running out of angels. This is I'm running out. 
boop. New meat buddies approaching. Oh, nice. More meat buddies. And just in time. We could use the help with all the mysterious vandalism recently. Whoa, robot. Chill with all that talk. Let these meatsters in. Welcome to Meatburg. <laughs> this is the ruler of our fair city, Cool Mayor. I got promoted from judge. No big deal. And I'm Meatbot 3000. Welcome, Ben Babcock. Are you the mayor's assistant? No, I'm not, Ben Babcock. I'm a voting member of the city council. Plus, Cool Mayor and I are an item. Space Pig and I have an open relationship, so I'm getting my gears on. Uh, that's cool, I guess. You bet your beef it is, Shauna Mullen. I am really glad to be a meat buddy and all, but honestly, Meatburg just isn't as nice as I thought it would be, you guys. There's red paint splashed on all these buildings. That's nothing, Tom Schroeder. Don't worry about that. That goes for you too, Zachary Guzman. But Tom Schroeder is right. It is a bit run down. It looks like somebody opened all the pet hamster cages around town because there are hamsters everywhere. Hey. Also, there are what appear to be tofu steaks on all the car windows. Okay, okay. I admit it. We've been having a vandalism problem, Colleen McCusker. I'm just embarrassed because I want Meatburg to be a delightful place. I don't know who would do such a thing. Also, you look like our first meat buddy, Darcy. Any relation? We're twins. Tight. I hate to do this to all of you because you're new here, but the mayor and I are at our wits end. We need some help. Honestly, I didn't even try. Okay, I'm at my wits end with this vandal. But maybe you five can help us. Well, I'm just new meat buddy Zachary Guzman. I'm not a superhero or anything, but I'm great at masterminding griffs and schemes and plans. I'm not sure if that'll help. It might. It might. I don't know if this is relevant, but I'm a demolitions expert. That's great, Shauna. We've got the beginnings of a masterful criminal team, but one dedicated to good. I'm an expert at hand-to-hand combat. Perfect, Ben. I know 47 languages, and I can act my way into or out of any situation. A confidence woman. That's great, Colleen. I always bring the best dishes to potlucks. That's awesome, Tom. But that doesn't really help here. Okay, uh, let's see. I, uh, I speak very clearly when I'm ordering at restaurants and coffee shops. Uh, again, Tom, that is cool, but that is not what we need. Keep thinking. I, uh, let's see, I did parallel park quickly and accurately most of the time, like even when people are watching. Wow, Tom, but no, no. I always pick the fastest lane at the grocery stores. Keep going. Okay, fine. I'm also a master hacker, but I'm just tired of that being all I do. We can work with that, Tom. And if we have a potluck, I'll expect good things. Deal. Tune in again next week for more adventures in Meatburg. Brought to you by our fabulous Meat Buddies who donate to Read It and Weep by going to read-weep.com slash Meat Buddies. Your financial contributions help us keep this battleship in the sand. I, when I knit socks, I go toe up like a pro. That's nice, Tom. Meat Buddies, 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 Meat Buddies. You guys, we have uh, just a very short amount of time, but uh, Sean asked us if we could do a quick debate. So it's time for another Read It and Weep lightning debate. Today's question, this is what Sean asked us to do, is he wanted us to have a debate, should we all just give up? And because he was super unclear about what we're giving up on, all of us are going to be on either the positive or negative side, but of a of whatever we interpret that to be. So 
Each person's going to get a second to make the case, yes, we should give up, no, we shouldn't, and then also explain which version you're talking about. So uh, let's start with Chris. Chris. Chung Chung. Yes. Please, uh, yeah, weigh, weigh in, uh, and we'll all, we'll all be team judges. It's going to be really weird. Chris, please weigh <laughs> in, pro or con, should we all give up? Uh, okay, so we all need to give it up for the performances in this movie. <laughs> That they are they are wonderful, and that if you were if you were thinking of having any hate for this movie, uh, despite some mild you know stagey theatricalness, theatricalness in a way, uh, you know, should we give up? Should we give up and say that this might be uh, an enjoyable six hour experience? Absolutely. Okay, Kanye, I want to hear from you. <laughs> should we give it all up, pro or con? Should we all just give up? I- I'm I'm con giving up all right okay <laughs> because um because i don't think that it's in human's nature to to actually give things up for the oh. most part i mean obviously there are some people that do throw in the towel but no but i i okay so i'm interpreting i i i i am interpreting this as, <laughs> it's as like for more, some reason every um, one of our speeches has become a drinking like an irish drinking <laughs> song I, 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 I. Um, <laughs> that's st- is nope. that an Irish thing? No. That is not an Irish thing. It's a, it's a now it is. classic Irish drinking song. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Anyway, no, I was interpreting this in more of like a broad existential, like when pestilence is visited upon us, when like the people in our lives turn their backs on us, do you ultimately give up? And my answer is no. And I think that... Because today is our independence day. <laughs> We will go on. We will survive. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. I feel like even there's, there's something very too. there's something very relatable about that. Even when aliens are blowing up the White House, yeah. you know that there's a black man in a desert who's going to punch one of them, and it's going to feel really good. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Eagle One, Fox Two. I think that there's I think that there's just an inherent hope that as humans we cannot dispense with yeah and, there's, there's and i wouldn't encourage us to dispense with it because i think it's that ability to push all sorts of crazy things aside and and go day to day that makes makes us possible it's a lame debate amanda pro or con we should all give up uh con against giving up uh-huh. um hmm. because tanya took mine i'm gonna say that <laughs> he meant giving up on uh your sick loved ones oh yeah. Oh. you should not give up on your sick loved ones because obviously everybody will hate you for the rest of the six hours of the miniseries right if you do that also you they might find and, a miracle cure and you might want to be friends with them again later yeah yeah that, that you reason. gotta keep that in mind uh-huh. keep your options open <laughs> yeah because <laughs> there is only one alex and the rest of us are not going to find you charming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Unless you know Alex, you're just screwed. So there's a. <laughs> also, I'm played by Meryl Streep in this story. Uh, so there's. So Chris is pro giving it up for the good acting. Uh, <laughs> is con giving up as a species? Uh, Amanda's con giving up on your dying loved ones. So yes. I'm going to say my interpretation of his question, should we all just give up? And I'm going to say con because we shouldn't just give up. We should give up <laughs> and go try something else. If I had a superpower, it would be I would want it to be to be able to point at a uh, an open mic comedian and they would quit forever. I think some people <laughs> I wouldn't use it on everybody, but there's some people who need to give up and find a new hobby. And, and why are you the arbiter of that? Because I got a superpower. I'm, I mean, I'm currently not, but it would be nice if I was. It's a terrible superpower. Yeah. <laughs> See, 
My choice would be teleportation, yeah, which I think is a much better choice. I don't think I like that one. That one has a lot of other problems with it. Like, where are you going to, like, how do you decide where you're going to land? How do you know you don't teleport into the middle of a tree and die? It's, just it's a superpower. It yeah, works. Superpower doesn't mean there's not rules. Yeah, there are rules. Maybe there are distance rules or something. But no, I'm not going to die. But like, do you get do you do you have a, in your mind a perfect map of everywhere there is so that it you know where you're going to go, or is it like you teleport and it gives you the closest open space? Does it teleport yeah. your clothes? Does it te- teleport everything? You're or do you have to like show up naked wherever you're going? That's not nope, a great power. Nope. It teleports. Well, my ha- clothes. how do you? How do you make the comedians just give up? Well, <laughs> I just, that is so disturbing. I, I really. There are so many people who would be so much happier if they gave up on something that's failing and started a new Who thing. are you to decide that? Okay, okay, well, okay. Wild Animus was written by a person who has not given up on writing for a very long time. And he's not given up on trying to make people read that book. And it's the worst book anyone's ever written. You know, and he but, needs to give up on his dream of being an no, author and find no, something else no, to do. No, no, no. <laughs> but if it's, if it's making him happy, then... It can't be making you happy yeah. to fail. Go, you might be a great bowler. Go try something else. I'm not saying that I... <laughs> he might be a great bowler. I'm not... <laughs> That's the consolation. Like, I don't man, know what else you have writing, going but on. But I bet you're awesome at bowling. That's what I'm saying is you have... The, uh, you shouldn't just give up. I'm not saying that I'm going to force people to give up. I think that would be really useful in comedy, but I don't have it. But what I do mean, like, for this debate, for this lightning debate, is that if you are... If you've been failing at something for a long time, maybe give up and try something else. There's a lot of options in the world. And it's never too late that to start over. So un-American. I know, and that's the problem. Is like we've read all of these things, and we've done so many projects on this show where it's like, if only this person had given up and tried something else, it would have been so much better for you them. You wouldn't have a show. Well, <laughs> do you understand what you're saying? Please keep in mind, my argument basically just applauded the acting in this movie. <laughs> I think you win. Okay. Yeah, I think Chris wins. Yay. <laughs> All right, we got to do really quick our minor compliments and then get out. Uh, so we're going to go in reverse order. That means, Chris, you're up first. What's your minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment is for brave choices in conceptualizations of heaven. <gasps> and I realized that's that, mine too. Aw, special oh, achievement thanks. unlocked. Go. Um, so heaven in this case is a bit like San Francisco uh-huh. because San Francisco, of course, being the, the gay mecca that it is, makes a lot of sense. Um, Tanya just dropped a ball. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tanya, you dropped the ball on this compliment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it appears that there are, there's a small council of about six angels that make decisions for the world. And then there are about a hundred to 200 angels whose job it is to sit each at a small desk and wear gray and collate things, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of paperwork. Heaven has not gone with the office. Heaven has not gone with the paperless office yet. No, 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 no. Although I bet like a Fujitsu scan snap could do wonders over there. I think that <laughs> the thing about heaven that is brave is that they're acknowledging that different people have different uh, levels of bliss. And for some people, maybe the OCD crowd or something, putting things in order or reviewing a list might be just as good as wings and a, and a choir. And, then, so. and for them, they went to all of them. Like there are a yeah. lot of people doing paperwork in heaven, except for the, count, yeah. the high council. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think that was all the Mormons. Oh, maybe. I, this is what I like about heaven, just to, just to piggyback on that. It's cold, but not too cold. So there's like really handsome coats, but no one is fr- shivering. Um, also, a lot of broken down ancient structures, which I think makes a handsome outdoor office. 
Um, yeah. Also, smoking is allowed, which I like that there could be a, in, in heaven. It could be like, well, we just get the cool part of smoking, but it can't hurt us because we don't have lungs. Um, <laughs> per se. Per se. Yeah. Or they have eight lungs. I don't know if that's how this works. But they... I, I also like that heaven is the it, it's a lot of the same people you recognize from Earth, but with beards. Um, so there's no like you don't have to wear like a beard net or anything. Like you're not cooking. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> and the fog was really pretty over the bridge. And fog is my yeah. favorite weather pattern, so I really enjoyed that. Fog is your favorite? Yeah. What? There's no because there's no other weather pat weather pattern that makes everyone look like a creepy criminal. <laughs> there's no, you're never like oh there's sleet coming down everyone might murder me but in the fog it's like what the fuck's that guy doing walking over there with his hands in his pockets but like it makes everyone look so creepy yeah i know tanya also loves it when it's spooky out it's fun spooky it is spooky it's, it's transformatively spooky uh <laughs> tanya awesome. it's your turn what's your minor compliment um i just feel kind of enervated from that debate sorry guys um <laughs> I feel, I, I feel oh. mannervated. That's when a man is enervated. <laughs> why, I just made a portmanteau out of it. What about menervated? Or menervated. That's when all of us are as a group. <laughs> as, <laughs> as a group. A, one or more men. Or two um, more men. No, my, my compliment is for Robin Weigert, who plays the um, Mormon like model yeah, woman jane from deadwood yeah, yeah. she's uh, she does such an amazing job of being a living mannequin yeah but then Ooh. also communicating so much with really her eyes that are in like a very fixed mask and then her little like mouth area that's allowed to move yeah she's wonderful mm-hmm. and yeah. she she has like a, a short monologue that with mary louise parker and it's absolutely incredible yeah she does Just a really, a really job. beautiful also, she's scene. great as calamity jane and also deadwood is so good <laughs> Heck yeah! It's uh, a string compliment. True. All right, Amanda. Last time, last up. What's your minor compliment? Uh, I like that it had a happy ending. Yeah, I was yeah. really expecting to just be weeping buckets by the end, and it was nice that I was not. Yeah, the only person who died was the dickhead. Yeah, which yeah. is a nice way to end a movie. Yeah, and then uh, Joe's mom moves to New York to hang out with her gay pals. And gets a better Ooh. haircut and better, better clothes. Be- yeah, and, better and is all of a sudden really interested in foreign policy. And like she mm-hmm. just talks the same way they do. It's really fun. Yep. It is and, a good uh, ending. You're right. And I was expecting And to also be super Justin sad. Kirk tells us we're all beautiful, which, you know, given that yeah. I now have a crush on Justin Kirk is a good thing. Yeah. That he thinks he's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's a mutual thing. Yes, definitely. I... <laughs> I was definitely expecting it to be such a downer of an ending. There were parts of it; it was really funny, and there, but there were parts that were pretty intensely sad. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a sad. Yeah, ending. I was. I was braced a... for the impact of an incredibly sad ending. Right. So to just have it be like, and then everybody was pretty okay. Yeah, that, that it, counts it, as happy. It's just a long Absolutely. commercial for AZT. Yeah. Well. Which has <laughs> done wonders and saved a lot of lives. Yeah. So yeah. good job, AZT. Um, although it did not help Al Pacino, despite him getting a huge secret <laughs> selection of it, it still he still died. Eh, this movie helped Al Pacino, I did think. It? Really? Yeah. This I mean, is the he got awards. That, well, he got a lot more. Yeah. Golden Globes are not the same as getting awards. <laughs> <laughs> Those fake awards. Yeah. <laughs> 
right, you guys, that's it for our show today. Uh, thank you for the sponsorship, Sean. We really appreciate it. It was fun to watch something yeah, good and thank educational you. that we probably all should have seen anyway. And now we're all caught up. And so, Alex, uh, here's the question. Mm-hmm. There was uh, some fast talking, some witty banter. There was some magic realism. Did mm-hmm. you like it i well so i was not persuaded that i like magical realism because like i said i think this was like <laughs> mostly explainable in a in a standard realism world um and except for maybe one or two tiny things but then also the fast talking what i like specifically what i said last week was that i have a problem with like uh like the west wing where everyone is the same exact cleverness and everyone's the same character mm. and for this there was only one guy who was fast talking and annoying and it, like he seemed like he was in a different play and the rest of them were normal people and I so like I don't mind it when it's one character who's just like is the annoying guy it's just terrible when everyone is the same annoying guy so yeah I like well it, and Al Pacino's monologues were different than Lewis's monologues yeah exactly and Belize had like one or two you know that were yeah yeah and but they and they had different pacing like sometimes they had long talk and sometimes they were fast talk and it was this felt like it was written like about people instead of about robots and so I liked that hmm yeah, so I, I'm not persuaded that I like fast-talking and magical realism because this felt like it was good and didn't really do those. Like, it used those, but it wasn't about them. Maybe. But I liked Wind Up Bird Chronicles. Like, I've liked magical realism before. There you go. You're just snobby about your magical realism. Well, <laughs> no, it's just the one with the flying Republican horse was just not that good. Okay. That was... <laughs> That was, that was <laughs> not good. That was terrible. Not my fault. That was terrible. <laughs> that was so bad. And it made no sense. And what? so long. So long. Yeah. <laughs> what if the horse flew through time? <laughs> the fog of time. Yes. <sighs> oh, I do like that it's fog, though, because it looked like a creepy murderer horse. <laughs> <laughs> creepy murderer Republican and horse. And indeed, it was a creepy murderer horse because it killed a ton it of people. It did kill a ton of people. That's true. And uh, thanks... <laughs> One more time, thanks. Uh, shout out, thanks to Shauna Milan, uh, Tom Schroeder, Ben Babcock, Colleen McCusker, and Zachary Guzman for becoming Meat Buddies this week. I'm really glad to have Woo! you as our super grifter team uh, in Meatburg. You two can join if you want to join the team. You can go to slash Meat Buddies. Your small monthly donation helps us keep this race car afloat. Also, next week we'll be back. Next week we're going to be talking about Grown Ups 2. Wow. One of the worst movies of all time. And uh, we have uh, a very special crossover episode next week. Yeah, it's these two comics. Uh, I think it actually is called The Worst Idea of All Time. Um, but it's uh, so Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery from New Zealand who are comedians. They have to watch the uh, 7% Rotten Tomatoes movie once a week for a year and talk about it. It's sort of like our show if we never change the topics. And so we're going to uh, we're gonna watch it just the one time and talk to him about it next week. And I'm really looking forward to that. That should be super fun. Yeah. You can also, uh, you can also send us email at podcast at readdishweek.com and you can send stuff directly to us at C. Walter Smith and at the Tanya Best. Thanks for being here, you guys. Uh-huh. Of course. I hope you never, Anytime. I hope you never quit yeah, anything. thank you. And thanks for being here at <laughs> skeptic.org. Uh, thanks for being here, Amanda. Always, anytime. I'm so glad that this was something enjoyable. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Thanks for giving yeah. Sean the show. And uh, I'm glad he was able to give back to all of us. It was a really good deal. What's new at Skeptic, Amanda? Um, Every time I ask, you've just launched like things. 10 new sites. So No, we haven't lately, actually. Uh, so been just keeping, keeping being, it real. Just keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> What's new over there? <laughs> but just keeping it real. 
Uh, awesome. Well, it's always Dude, good it's, to it's talk been, to you. It's been the holidays. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. I feel like I've, I'm almost outside of the cave that I've been living in. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> give me another couple weeks. We went for a walk today. Uh, and by a walk, whoa. I mean errands. We yeah. took, <laughs> Megan and I took down our Halloween decorations yesterday. Aw, I still see you have a tiny little Christmas tree in the background. We just love it. You know what? It, we got the this tiny little like living tree from uh, Trader Joe's for $4, and it hasn't died yet, so we're going to keep it. Yeah, Normally, we get the, we've gotten these like three years in a row. And normally they die before the before we get back from our holiday trip, but this one survived, so we're keeping it forever. Yeah, but we did. I've have been to get here the entire holidays, and my four dollar tree from Trader Joe's died. <laughs> <laughs> They're not super hardy, so we, we're going to run with I this can't one because we found maybe they need alone time. <laughs> All right, well, like, wait, you're staying? I got to get out of here. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you.